Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis, your host. Today, we're going to be uh, delving into the realm of the specials. Now, why the specials? Well, we're going to go and see their show today. And I just want to give you a little bit of a background if you don't know who they are. The Specials, also known as The Special AKA, are an English two-tone and ska revival band formed in 1977. The Specials came from a town called Coventry. After some band changes, the first stable lineup of the group consisted of Terry Hall and Neville Stable on vocals, Linville Golding and Roddy Radiation on guitars, Horace Panther on bass, Jerry Dammers on keyboards, John Bradbury on drums, and, and Dick Cuffle and Rico Rodriguez on horns. Their music combines a danceable ska and rocksteady beat with punk's energy and attitude. The special songs are based on social and political commentaries. After seven consecutive UK top 10 singles between 1979 and 1981, main lead vocalist Hall and Stable, along with guitarist Golden, left to become the band Fun Boy 3. Continuous as the special AKA, a name they use very frequently in their early specials releases. A substantially revised specials lineup issued new material until 1984, including the top 10 UK hit single Free Nelson Mandela. After this, founder and songwriter Jerry Dammers dissolved the band and pursued political activism. The group reformed in 1993 and have continued to perform and record with, with varying lineups, none of them involving Dammers. So far, there have been 34 members of the specials, three different keyboard players, five different drummers, five different percussionists, five different singers, five guitar players, two bass players, one dedicated horns, the two people on trombone, and two people on trumpet, and one saxophone player. Some members have played multiple instruments at various times of being in and out of the band, and some members have come back multiple times. The former members list is massive, it's phenomenal. So, the people who are no longer in the band are Jerry Danners, he played keyboards and was the main songwriter. He had Silverton Hutchinson on drums, Tim Strickland on vocals, Roddy Radiation on lead guitar and vocals, Neville Staple doing vocals and percussion, John Bradbury on drums until he died, unfortunately, Dick Cuffle who was on the flugelhorn, Rico Rodriguez on the trombone and he died as well. Ronda Dakar on vocals, John Shipley on guitar, Satch Dickinson doing percussion, Groco on percussion, Anthony Wilmshurst on guitar, Stan Campbell on vocals, Egadio Newsons on vocals and percussion, Nick Parker on vocals, Gary McManus on bass guitar, John Reed doing the trumpet and percussion, Adam Birch on trumpet, Mark Adams doing keyboard, Charlie Harrington Bembridge doing drums, Neil Davis on rhythm guitar and vocals, G Stanswell on saxophone and flute, Gary Powell on drums. Now that's a long list. And here is the current members. So these are the people who I'm going to be seeing today. And let's uh, go through that list, shall we? So you've got Linville Golding on rhythm guitar and vocals, Horace Panther on bass guitar, Terry Hall on vocals, Tim Smart on trombone, Nicola Top Larson on keyboards, Steve Craddock on lead guitar, Pablo Mendelossin on trumpet, Kenrick Rowe on drums, 
Hannah Hu on backing vocals and Stan Samuels doing rhythm guitar. So yeah, there was there's been a massive lineup change for various different reasons. Some people fell out, some people got busy, some people just didn't want to do it no more. So you've got today at the Motor Point Arena in Cardiff. Then on the 11th, you've got the uh, Rico Arena in Coventry. That That's a quick turnaround. Couple of days off. On the 13th, you've got the Bonus Arena in Hull. Then the next day, you've got the Empress Ballroom in Blackpool. Then September the 16th, you got the O2 Academy in Birmingham. Then on the 17th, you got the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham. Nottingham, not Cardiff. September the 18th, you got Doncaster Dome. September the 20th, you've got the A2 City Hall in Newcastle. Then September the 21st, you got Revermead in Reading. September the 23rd, Roundhouse in London. That's a good get that's a good venue, I love that venue. Then uh, you've got September the 24th, another go at the Roundhouse in London. Then September the 25th, the Troxy in London. So most of these dates are quite sold out. And if you're lucky and you still, ha if you haven't got a ticket and uh, you want one, you could still get lucky if you, uh, if you uh, check out the 11th at Coventry, the 13th in Hull, the 14th in Blackpool, and the 16th in Birmingham. There are a few tickets left going in Newcastle on the 20th and Reading at Revermead. And yep, there's one last uh, venue in London that's still got tickets as per uh, this recording, and that is the Troxy in London. So if you're still trying to get a ticket, try your best on the, on the venues that I said. We'll be back after this. The name's Vert. Personal original vert and i run the pvert detective agency the year is 2055 and the police have been defunded so if you need a police investigation the cops will charge you a thousand big ones a day because of this the government introduced the pi act where the private investigators can undercut the police so justice can become affordable these are my case files new episode this wednesday link is in the description Hi, I'm down live at the Motor Point Arena. Well, I say live. I'm recording this live, and uh, <coughs> and I'm just in my little cubby hole within the Motor Point Arena. On this podcast, we're not going to be uh, giving any of the performance because we can't do that. That's copyright. Now you would have heard some music uh, just a moment ago. Now that isn't actually from the band or uh, anyone. That's the crew doing a line check of of all the feed, all the microphone feeds and the guitar feeds and everything. Uh, it's a bit, it's a bit fun. You know, some, uh, some, some shows they allow the crew to just play whatever they want during the line check. They are not doing an actual sound check because uh, the specials know their songs inside out. They, they all know how to play the uh, songs. They just needed to make sure that every microphone, every uh, guitar, every uh, part of the drum kit is all work working all mic'd up ready to go and that's how it will stay all switched on ready to go and it's all muted by the sound desk front of the house if you didn't already know that one thing i haven't pointed out is who's actually supporting the specials and it's actually pete williams now if you don't know who pete williams is he was born in 1960 he's an english singer songwriter and musician and mostly known for his work with dexy midnight runners the bureau and these days tender virtues 
He is an original member of Dexia Midnight Runners and played on the number one single Work Gino. Williams played in the 2012 album One Day I'm Going to Soar by Dexies and sang with frontman Kevin Rowland on the Jules' annual Hootenanny TV show on the 31st of December 2012. He was a special guest for the Proclaimers on their tour in 2019 and the specials on this tour in 2021. One thing that I can tell you from waiting for all the uh, crowd to come in is everyone is being very socially distanced, which is a, a good thing. I would like to see a bit more normality, but it's not its not its time to be uh, completely normal. Normally, uh, you'd have the crowd crushing down at the uh, stage, in front of the stage, because it's a standing gig, but not today. Everyone's a bit apprehensive, and I don't blame them. As and when the pandemic's declared over, there will be a massive sense of normality. Masks were uh, mandated uh, for the venue by the Welsh Government and um, if you're exempt, then you're exempt, that's not a problem. Unfortunately, uh, masks is just a big uh, muster in uh, Wales compared to other places in the UK. But I can see a lot of people with masks and I can see a handful of people who are obviously exempt. So that is a good thing. And it looks like people are actually enjoying themselves whilst they're waiting for the support act, Pete Williams, to come on. Tonight wasn't a sellout, and from what I was told by uh, someone who will not be named, he was saying to me that there had been a lot of dropouts. They lost 600 tickets over the last couple of days. Sometimes you can't blame them if you're a bit apprehensive. We are still technically within the pandemic, but there are, there are plenty of people here and there's lots of people still streaming through the doors uh, bit by bit. The pre-show uh, state looks uh, like, yeah, it looks like a, an empty stage, which is good. It's got Congo blues on it. It just stands out like a dormant stage and you can see uh, some of the instruments just lit up and bouncing off the uh, lovely Congo blues. And if you don't know what Congo blue is, it looks like UV, but it's not actually UV. It's as close to UV as you can so people don't get cataracts in their eyes. Pete Williams' set will start at just about 8 o'clock and he'll be playing for about 45 minutes and the specials will start bang on 9 o'clock. So I'm looking forward to this. I've never seen the specials live and, um, and now it's time that I have. So I'm itching for this. I am really itching. And with it being the reopening of the Motor Point Arena, I'm really excited for this show. I really am. It's been too long, far too long. It's 20 minutes until Pete Williams uh, starts his support set for the specials. And we're looking nicely full, but there's lots of empty space around, which for the uh, COVID situation is pretty good, actually. It's not looking dreadfully empty, but it's looking patchy which is good because everyone's just keeping within their own little bubbles and I do like that I really do with a bit of luck normality will return at some point but for now this is absolutely perfect you couldn't ask for anything better to be, in my opinion it's the best of both worlds the atmosphere here is pretty good actually everyone's quite lively and um, uh, they all seem to be enjoying themselves I can see one guy laid out on the floor just on his side with his beer in front of him and his mate casually just sat next to him drinking and it looks nice and casual <laughs> you wouldn't expect that back in the day it just wouldn't happen <laughs> we'll be back after this
This podcast contains themes that are unsuitable for younger listeners and parental guidance is advised. It's been 30 years since they came. 30 years? No! They took my child! I'm gonna kill you. No! It's been 30 years since they came. New episodes every Friday. And we're back. So Pete Williams' uh, section of the show seemed to go pretty goddamn well. And the audience loved it. They're lapping him up, responding, and dancing and singing along in some cases as well. And Pete Williams, he had the stage on his own. Unfortunately, he only had a small section of stage. He only had a small uh, U-shape of curtain, which uh, just about fit his little band in there at the front of the stage. Now, when you're uh, a support, you only get what bit of stage you get that they can afford to give you, because if the uh, band covers most of the stage, you've got to be set up in the, whatever space is available. But it worked. The lights were basic because there's only a small amount of space for Pete Williams' band. So the more basic, the better. It, it, seems, to, it seems to have gone uh, really well. I totally enjoyed that section, I, I must say, and to be honest, when he was in Dexy's Midnight Runners, I was a little boy, so I don't really recall him uh, that much. But I have to say, his voice sounds amazing for uh, his age. I mean, proper, on point, and on form. And you, you can ask for better. You really could not ask for a better uh, support act. If I was to rate it out of five stars, I'd give him a six. He had the stage. He held the crowd in his in the palm of his hand and they enjoyed it. They thoroughly enjoyed themselves. So just before the specials are about to go on, we got about 3,000 people in here and there's a few more still to come through the door. So they've had to just hold off for a little bit. So now the special's going on at 9.15 as opposed to 9 o'clock, which is okay because it gives people a bit more time to get their eyes to the bar before the lights go back down. There's still plenty of space on the floor. It's a bit more bunched up, but even with the crowd still bunched up, they're nicely yet pocketed. So, and people are still keeping their distance outside of the little groups, which is, is still another good sign, I have to say. It's very encouraging. Although, uh, they were allowed up to 7,000 tickets and only 3,000 got sold because of the pandemic. But, you know, it's the first gig back in this venue and uh, there are smaller venues that have been open a little bit longer because they've had clearance to do so. The motor point has just started back today because they wanted to get everything just right and uh, they also had to rehire enough uh, security, enough enough stewards, enough bar staff, the technical team, the uh, people behind the scenes that make it all happen in the office. They needed to rehire absolutely everyone. They've done well, they've done very well today. And I have to say, the crowd have mostly behaved. <laughs> There's been one ejection because a lady got completely drunk, but you know, that's still a quiet night in a massive arena. And we'll be right back after this. If you like our content, why not check out our X-View channel on YouTube? The X-View is honest and sometimes brutal reactions to music videos past and present. This channel is not for children, so viewer discretion is advised. And we're back. I'm on my way home and that show was amazing for what it was. 
I'm not gonna say the lights were amazing, but they were the best they could have been with the uh, small amount of lights that they had. The sound, the sound was clean. Every song sounded crisp. You could hear absolutely everything. It was such a good mix up until the encore where you had a lot of feedback in the encore song. And that encore song was Ghost Town. That was to be expected. The specials, they had the crowd eating out the palm of their hand. They loved the show. And to be honest, I don't blame them. If you were a super fan of the band, you would love their show. And just like with any other band, if you're a super fan, you'd love it. The band can play live. They haven't, as far as I'm concerned, they haven't lost it. And the sound engineer gave CD quality sound. His mix was astounding. And with the equipment that they had, yeah, it was perfect for what, for what they had. I wouldn't say that they had budget equipment, they just didn't have that much equipment. And why? Because sometimes less is more. And that is exactly what I noticed about the entire show. Even the support, less is definitely more. You don't need a 10 truck show for something like the specials. They're all getting older and wiser. They don't need a shed load of lights. They don't need a ridiculous PA, although I have to say, they spent more money on their PA than they did in their lighting rig. Now, for a band that's relatively small, it was bassy. And why was it bassy? Because it was two-step scar. You need the bass. And they had something ridiculous like 20 bass bins scattered around the front of the stage and to the sides underneath their line arrays. And the line arrays were big. You had like uh, 20 speakers in each line array. That's a lot of power. For a band that size, if it was, if it was any other kind of band, you wouldn't need half as much bass. But because it was two-step scar, I don't think they had enough. <laughs> Although I have to say, the only band that I've ever known with more, with absolutely more bass than anyone ever, that was the Prodigy. And they had more bass than they had uh, speakers. More bass than mid and top end tweeters. It was ridiculous. But I digress, I'm gonna get back to the specials and the crowd. They could have had more audience in there, but I just put it down to the pandemic where people were still a bit cagey and nervous to turn up, especially with the specials, because a lot of their fans would be older. So if I'm nearly 40, their average age was at 55 which is not a problem not a problem at all because those were the people who were uh, in their 20s when the specials come out and that's how it is the audience they were 
bouncing when it was time to bounce. They were dancing when it was time to dance. They were enjoying themselves. The crowd really enjoyed this show. And you could tell it had such a massive, vibrant atmosphere. That was one thing that was lacking, in my personal opinion, for uh, the whole of the pandemic. You didn't have the fun, the atmosphere, and the raw feeling and emotion of people that did, that were doing something that they loved doing, i.e. watching a band that they've loved for many, many years. The specials were definitely a good show to watch. Would I go out my way to get a ticket? Maybe, maybe, but then again, I've not been a super fan of the specials. I like a few of their songs, don't get me wrong, but you would find other people better suited to it. This show, tonight's show, was postponed three times. Three times because of the pandemic and they had to keep moving the dates around on the tour. The Motor Point Arena could have reopened a lot sooner. They had six weeks to reopen and they wanted to get it right. But also the specials had to get their ticket numbers right or it just wouldn't be commercially viable which unfortunately they could have made a lot more money had it been normal times. But this entire week they'd lost the best part of a thousand members of the audience. A thousand people said no, they didn't want to use their tickets, they wanted a refund. And that's before they all, you know, that was before the show was on because they thought, you know what, I'm going to back down. Pandemic's not over. And we don't know if the Motor Point Arena is COVID safe yet, which it actually is. There's lots of procedures in place. But because it was the first show since given clearance by the Welsh Government to reopen, I can see why people just didn't want to take the risk. As time goes on, there will be more confidence within the industry, which will get more people back in but it's just a matter of time. This month we've got a few big bands in, one of which is McFly, and I can guarantee that will be a sellout. But only time will tell. Thank you for listening. If you're a solo singer or in a band, or even a street performer, singer or dancer, and you want an interview, why not contact us by emailing monsterxmedia1983 at gmail.com and we'll get you on the show. Until next time guys, thank you very much and I'll catch you soon.